Glad you could join us for episode 124 of Sci-Fi TV Rewatch. My name is Dave, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Wayne, as we continue our discussion of Joss Whedon's space western Firefly starring Nathan Fillion and Gina Torres. We'll be examining episode 12, The Message, in just a few minutes. But before we get there... And Mark Shepard, too. Is he the guy that that played the the soldier? No, he's the guy who plays... Oh, right. Oh, of course. Yeah. Wait a minute. What was he? Remember Badger, the... uh, Well, yeah, but what was he in this episode? He wasn't in this episode. Oh. (laughs) Oh, you just threw him in there? (laughs) Yeah, I just threw him in there. Nice. Well well played. I I know the one time, I don't know if it was the last time or time before that, that we had run out of people. You just said Nathan Fillion. Um, So I I thought of someone else you could put in there that we hadn't mentioned yet. Well, I did put Summer Glau twice. I don't yeah, think you noticed. As well you should. Yeah, yeah. And uh, this is Gina Torres' second run through. But, yeah. uh, all right, cool. We'd love to hear from you via email at sci-fi-tv-rewatch at gmail.com or at the website where you can record a voicemail via the Send Voicemail tab. You can also record your own audio clip and send the MP3 as an attachment or just send us a tweet at sci-fi-tv-rewatch. Encourage you to consider joining the Facebook group and join the discussions there. And we did get a few, uh, I'm not sure if you saw them or not, you know, nothing too in-depth, but just a, a couple of points that uh, I want to address. Taltos uh, sent us a message that said, technically, Objects in Space wasn't the last to air. Illogically, that was the pilot Serenity on December 20th, 2002. And, and of course, she's right. And, and I know that was me that you know stated it incorrectly. No, um, was it you? I think it was me, yeah. Okay. But I, I, I had then incorrectly stated that backwardsly kind of on the uh, Facebook page, I think. You know, on the one hand, I get the continued outrage, but it's just a little difficult for me to keep it up. I mean, I get it. And and as we talk about each episode, it just becomes clearer and clearer what idiots Fox, uh, the Fox network was at the time. But, you know, the past is the past. So, well, you know, not having watched it when it was actually on, I, I don't have that I guess I'd probably have more of a sense of outrage if I were into the show when it was actually airing on television. Now it's just really kind of a more an elegiac sense, you know, like this sense of loss sure. that, uh, there, but not this, well, I guess maybe, I don't know, really angry because like I said, I wasn't watching it while it aired. I've just seen it all on DVD. Right. So for me, Objects in Space is kind of the last one. Because, okay. And now, probably for a lot, way more people than actually watched it, you know, when it, when it aired, right? Right, sure. Sure. Now, Taltos also, though, says, any plans to ignore the second word in your podcast name and review the movie Serenity? And, oh, absolutely. I mean, that's been the plan all along. And, and I that's think it's kind of a cheeky way of saying it. Though, I, I love it, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, a- absolutely. How, how could you not? So, uh, yeah. yeah I, you're totally going to do Serenity. Of course. Like, yeah. Yeah. Now, sure. uh, now, also in the Facebook group, Fred Firestone brought up that we had said, and when he, when he says we, he means me, because I know I'm the one that said this, but that each member of the crew was broken in some way, and he questioned whether or not that was true of Kaylee, and it kind of got me to thinking, which led to a reexamination of that premise, and, 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 you know, I think he is right. I'm not sure Kaylee is broken. That's probably too strong a word, and then as I started going through the whole crew, I mean, clearly River is broken, and I think sure. to a certain extent Malcolm is as well. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Jane, <laughs> who the yeah. hell knows about Jane, you know, and, and certainly Shepard book has a mystery surrounding sure. his past. Uh, 
you know, Simon, is he broken? That's probably not fair. I mean, certainly right. there's been a lot of an emotional toll. Broken might be strong, but they certainly they, they, they all bring baggage, right? Yeah, and that's Even probably. Kaylee, because there's a reason why she was so eager to just hitch up and leave where she was before, right? Right, sure, and, and and that's probably a much better word that you just used, baggage, than than broken. So uh, that's what I'm here, man. Yep, but uh, you know that's what the Facebook group is all about, man. You know, keep us honest, throw those sure. ideas out there, and and uh, yeah, we can y- take it. And, 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 you know, it's funny because I started thinking, like, gosh, we should do a whole podcast just about each character. But you, I know we both want to get back to Dark Angels. So, yeah. you know, yeah. it's anyway, it is what it is. So uh, right. we are here to talk about episode 12 of Firefly. We are here. We are here. Yeah. Are the here. message written by Tim Minear and Joss Whedon, the A-team directed by Tim Minear. And this one aired July 28th, 2003. And. Again, uh, I got to thinking about the title and and obviously the message on one level refers to the audio recording that uh, the young soldier leaves. Tracy. Yeah, Tracy. But on the other hand, you know, it's almost as if the message that Malcolm and Zoe, to to a certain extent, the message that they they send out, you know, again, I, I know we sound like broken records, but the kind of people they really are. Sure, sure. And, and then that, that saying that gets repeated throughout and then doesn't get complete until the very end of the the episode, you know, as well as being kind of the message of the episode, right? Yeah. And, and, and again, maybe the, even the irony is it, it, it's sort of close to that one, and I'm not even going to try to get the whole thing, but, you know, about the, the footprints in the sand and, you know, uh, you know what I'm talking about, right? That you know about somebody's relationship to god and that you know thought god abandoned him and then you know oh at the end there was only one set of footprints and you know god saying yeah that's when i was carrying you oh no i didn't i have no idea what that is oh okay well anyway i'm sure some of the listeners do that it it sounds yeah they're not quite as heathen as you all right yeah i guess (laughs) anyway um just paid attention in sunday school i guess yeah i know what you mean so but Instead of it, wishing you were watching Masters of the Universe. Oh, my God. I'm telling you, I, I, I don't know about you, but as kids, there were many Sunday morning fights. That's all I'll say. Dude, I had to go Saturday mornings. Oh. Saturday mornings. Instead of watching cartoons, I had to go to religious ed. That's that's like child abuse, man. Well, I should I, sue my parents. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, speaking of suing parents, uh, you know, I think we've said, well, obviously people know we're school teachers, and, and I think we've probably said on more than one occasion that we both teach primarily ninth graders, and the number of children that have not seen The Wizard of Oz, The Princess Bride, that came up today, Yeah, any Star Wars... Yeah, that's, that's, uh, now, you talk about child abuse, or perhaps kind of all, yeah. more accurately, child neglect. Right. Right. So. That that should be that should be uh you know prosecutable. Yeah. I, I, mean, I told one of my word. classes today, it's like what am I gonna have to do? Spend the whole year showing you films that your just, parents should have already just shown you? Just getting you caught up. Oh. Come on now. <laughs> I haven't even gotten to Doctor Who yet, but uh yeah, well, I did show Doctor Who this week though. So. Already? Nice. Yeah, uh yeah. now which one? Rose. Okay. Oh. Okay. Yep. Now is Blink on the back burner or um maybe. You know, last year I didn't show it because I had a really sensitive kid who I didn't think could handle it, so I didn't show it at all. But uh, you know, I might, I might. We'll see about this year. Kid could handle uh, mannequins, huh? 
Right. Well, see, that's the thing. I think she would, didn't do so well with Rose. So I'm like, oh, man, you're, there's no way you're going to ha- handle Blink then. Uh, oh, well. All right. Well, anyway, let's get back to Firefly here. So we see the opening scene. And, and you know, we've said before that there haven't been a ton of of scenes where the crew is really carefree laughing, but, but certainly this is one They're at some sort of carnival bazaar. I'm not sure exactly, you know, what's going on, but clearly they're having fun and God, poor Simon. I mean, what a idiot. He's just, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's like, you know, like a really dumb, smart guy or a smart, dumb guy, whichever way you want to look at it. But you just know, you just see, how he's just going to talk himself right into a hole here. You know what? I actually thought he might get away with it this time. I mean, not until, you know, up until he said the last thing that he now, said. Listen, I'm going to throw this out there in my man's defense, though. Kaylee just takes us all kinds of wrong. You know, like granted, <sighs> what he said was insensitive. Yes, but he wasn't saying it. He didn't mean it. He was just, he thought he was being funny, you know? He was like making a joke and it was just like, he just took it a little too far, you know? But it he he obviously didn't mean it, so why does she have to get all huffy and pissed off, right? Well, you know, uh, he says that, that he was joking, but I don't think he was joking at the time. I think he really did mean it as a compliment. You know, the whole uh, last woman in the world, except, again, even that, like he, I think, somehow thought that was a compliment. No, I think he was just like, was goofing around, you okay. know, like, hey, you know what, well, I have to like you because you're the, the only woman on the ship, and. You know, it's just like, Haha, how funny is that? And she's like, nope, not funny. Well, I'm I, I'm thinking, okay, first on-screen kiss is imminent. Yep. And then, no, no boom. Nope. And, and Big time. Right. It's such a romantic moment in front of the cow fetus, too. You know, it's just like, what doesn't say love like a cow fetus? Well, exactly. And then, you know, she walks out in a huff, washing Zoe. Good, though. She oh she did she looked dress, really good yeah. And, yeah, yeah 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 absolutely it, it, she looked really good later you know when uh, God I keep forgetting his name the 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 young guy the young soldier oh uh, yeah Tracy Tracy when, when Tracy yes. grabs her you know right. is holding her at gunpoint uh, right well I mean she just she looks good I think we said she looked good with grease on her face and stuff she, yes you know, she, she does just, indeed Jewel um, State has it going on man yep. So Wash and Zoe come in, and and Simon tells Zoe that it's no secret that he has trouble talking to girls, and she asks, "Just girls?" Yeah, right. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> well, and, and he, you know, he's studied his whole right. He's he's never really interacted with other people very much. We see, like, he's really has no bedside manner at all. You know, he's just spent his whole life studying and has head piled in books and in in his computer. And obviously has not had a lot of opportunity to interact with other people. And he's really, really, really bad at it. Right. And in his defense, he's chosen to focus on taking care of his sister. Sure. And he really isn't able to leave her on her own very often. In fact, you know, since he's become a member of the Serenity crew, that's about the only time he's ever been able to get away and have somebody that he trusts enough to leave her in their care. Yep. So yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, then we see Malcolm and Inara strolling through the bazaar and the talk oh, before that. It, okay, that really funny when Wash comes in right after Simon has completely crashed and burned, and Wash goes, "Oh my God, it's grotesque! Oh, and there's something in the jar." <laughs> oh, that was good. Yeah, that's yeah. a classic line. Oh, you know, now m- mentioning uh, 
wash, which then leads to Alan Tudyk. I probably should have done this before we started talking about the uh, episode. That's all right. It's kind of free flowing type of organization. Yeah, yeah but right. Con Man, you know, the show that's yep. going to uh, allow Nathan Fillion to pay his rent next month, is going <laughs> yeah, to because like, I'm sure he's having trouble with that. Yes, it, it's going to come out. I believe it's September 30th. It's going to be on Vimeo on demand. So I don't know exactly what that means. I mean, I know what Vimeo is. It sounds is. like I won't be able to see it. Is well, what it like. you'll probably be able to see it. Right. Nudge, <laughs> nudge, wink, wink. Somehow. I mean, look, it's it's going to find its way out there. But it, lo- sure. it looks like what they're going to do is release three episodes right away on September 30th and then one a week for three weeks. So... I'm telling you, I'm really looking forward to that. And we'll have yeah. to probably do at least a mini review of that. Sure. If, if if for some way we can watch it. And while we're on the subject, actually, I want to throw this out there. So, like, I, I tried to watch Community, like, on Yahoo, right? And I, I was telling you about this the other day. Yeah, yeah. They released, I think, season six of Community. And, like, there's, it's, no matter what computer I watch it on, like, the dialogue and the, the visuals are completely, like, out of sync. And it's... It's just ridiculous, and, and I, I, I think I watched like the first episode, but I couldn't go any further because I just can't take it. And I really want to watch it because I love Community. So I just want to know if anyone else was having that issue. Dave, did you have that issue when you went to watch Community on Yahoo? I did not. Oh, okay. Well, Is it free or do I need it? No, it's it's yeah, it's Yahoo. It's, you know, just regular Yahoo oh, video. Well, okay, well, I have to give it a shot. Remind me. Other okay. than right now, right. <laughs> and I'll give it a shot. So I got season one on DVD. If you want to check it out. Oh, okay. All right. Well, anyway, back to uh, Firefly. We did review the we did War Game or like or Modern Warfare, right? Yeah. Oh, we, yes, we did. That, we that was the first Warfare. time I'd seen Community. Okay, all that right. was awesome, man. Yeah. Okay. All right. Continue. So all right. So anyway, uh, <laughs> we see Malcolm and Inara strolling through the bazaar, and the talk centers around Malcolm's inability to fence the Lassiter. Right. And then she tells him that, you know, if you let me help, I've got contacts because and and again, that's, you know, that whole I'm much more sophisticated than you are. I have sophisticated clientele, all of which is true. But then it's his reaction that is so interesting that, that he tells her he's not going to let her jeopardize her career just because you helped us out on the caper. Don't make you a criminal. Yeah. And uh, I don't think she's trying to like lorded over him or anything like that she's just saying listen i know people who know people let me help you out and but yeah like he's he's always protecting his crew and those around him right oh well, maybe trying to protect her a little more than yeah. the others and in he, fact he do it for anyone else though. i That's know i know but then maybe she, not chain but everyone all the others but she even says with a smile you mean that career you hate right so, uh, yeah. well uh, well, it's like, you know, she says, it's like trying to fence the Mona Lisa. He goes, the Mona who? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I guess, you know, in the in the future, uh, Da Vinci will not be as well known. Yeah, and you know what? I, I was looking online somewhere, and, and probably should know this, given that we're doing the whole series here, but that the, the time frame uh, that we're supposed to be like the year 25-something, so it, it's pretty far into the future so it's it's also interesting that the mona lisa is still a well-known piece of art well at least to some people but not to others right well true good point and uh, also something else though because i i don't think i'd ever thought of this until just watching it the other night the guy says proof of alien life oh yeah so i'm like as far as they've ex- the, the human race has obviously expanded into the universe and I thought about, like, are there no aliens in yeah. the show? And I'm like, well, there aren't. That's a good point. 
which I never really considered. I didn't either. You just assumed space, there's going to be aliens. I just assumed there's aliens, but there, there's not. There's only people. Wow. You know? That kind of blew me away a little bit. Well, yeah, and you start to think about it, and I don't, again, I don't want to sit here and take time just off the cuff trying to think about it, but space shows that don't have aliens. Right. Right. Is, is there any other show where the human race has expanded out into space but have not encountered other other life forms. Wow. All right. Well, if you think of That's one, just, go ahead and post it to the Facebook group, somebody. Yeah. All right. Uh, I, well, I defy you to think of one now that I think about it. I don't think, I can't think of a single one. Wow. I just run through about a million space sci-fi TV shows in my head. Wow. Well, except for actually Dark Matter maybe, right? Um. So far, although yeah. we've got androids and synthetic humans so far. Right. But no aliens. Yeah, so right? far, yeah, I think you're right. So. All right, well, anyway, so Malcolm and Inara head over to the post office to retrieve the crew's mail packages. Jane receives a small package, and this is a pretty significant package, as it turns out, right? Yeah, it's from his mother. Well, yeah, but what's inside? Oh, the little hat? Yeah, yeah. man, the hat that... Yeah. Uh, Oh my! How many times? How many posts have there been in the different Firefly Facebook groups about people that you know ordered a hat and you know submitted yeah. the photo of them wearing the hat? Uh, oh, oh, I have a hat like that. I do you really? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, so this is my hockey uh, watching hat. Oh, okay. It's got the kids. It, it, we like got through the the club. It's got like the logo and everything. It's of course, like, it's, it's like Jane's hat with the flaps and the little strings underneath. Of course, as the allied officer says after he leaves at the very end, you look stupid in that hat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway. And see, I know that. I know I look stupid in the hat, but I don't care. See, that's what it is about me, Dave. Well, you know what? And the hat ended up, again, playing a significant role. Well, that that's overstating it, but it was really rather subtle. But a couple of really poignant scenes where Jane's wearing the hat and he takes it off out of respect. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. You know, yeah. At the end there. Yeah. That's, yeah. Well, that's, there were a couple huge. times and right. we'll, we'll get to those. So, but, but the one at the end was like the big one, but also when I think about the hat and I think about his betrayal of the Tams, right? Yeah. And we see what we see here about Jane is that Jane is really a kind of a very simple soul. Like we think he's some grand devious person, but he's not like his his world is very very simple. He saw a chance to make money. And he said, "I'm going to go for it." And he didn't think about it. And that that was really his problem was he didn't think it through, right? Yeah, sure. He just went and took the money. Well, he never got the money, but he just went and betrayed him, turned him in, and he didn't really think about the implications or the consequences of what he was doing. And so we see here classic Jane gets a hat has trouble reading the letter from his mother and then puts a hat on and like looks, Hey, looks good. Huh? You know, like honestly thinking it looks good Yeah, because he just, you know, he's just a really kind of like a simple guy. It was great. Like really how, how they, you reveal the character there without doing a lot in the way of like dialogue or anything or, or a big dramatic moment. It's something as simple as receiving a hat from your mother says volumes about him as a character exactly i mean it just humanizes him to a level we've never seen before in this show yeah absolutely so well that's not the only package though that they pick up because no, there is not. a very large crate addressed to malcolm and zoe 
And of course, Malcolm at first thinks Zoe must have ordered parts for Serenity, but it turns out that that's not what it is. Inara, at this point, is comforting Kaylee about what happened with Simon. Book apparently has something he's expecting that that has not arrived, and River has difficulty yeah. eating. Yeah. I think he calls it an ice planet on ice a string. Planet. Yeah, uh, which was was pretty funny as well. But they open the crate, like what Jane said, like she could you know do some with her mind, but can't. Either she can read minds, I think he says. Yeah, exactly. And and so they open it, and it reveals a metal coffin with a body inside. What'd y'all order a dead guy for? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my. So, uh, all right. So we got this dead guy. And obviously, you know, so much of Firefly centers around the impact that the war had on Malcolm and and certainly by extension on his crew. And, And, you know, it's funny because, on the one hand, Zoe seems almost impervious to her experiences with the brown coats, and uh, I know I said I wasn't going to do this, but you can only mourn the fact that we really never got to explore her backstory very much. Yeah, but you can see here, I mean, again, in this, without doing a lot of dialogue or a lot of big dramatic stuff, they really communicate that how important it was to her, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, and uh, and and then of course you know the the first scene we see that it was the Battle of Du Kang seven years earlier, and you know we see this young soldier who at, at first we're not sure is it the guy in the coffin. I mean we're pretty sure, and of, of course it is obviously. And he takes a break during a firefight to open and eat a can of beans, and he's of course not aware of his surroundings. Allows this Alliance soldier. Uh, they're wearing Nazi helmets. It looks yeah, like. I saying it looked like a. Well, like a German soldier, right? Yeah, no question. Allows him to sneak up on him, and he's just about to kill the kid, and Zoe cuts the guy's throat, which then leads her to giving him a lecture on stealth and keeping your position a secret. Of course, who comes in screaming, but (laughs) but Malcolm. Excuse me. I'm right here. (laughs) Right. Try and kill me. Firing his weapon all the while in direct contrast to Zoe's instructions to the young soldier. Yeah, well, said, of course, there are other schools of thought. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Look, you know, why do we even compliment the snappy dialogue anymore? I mean. Because it's so awesome. I know. I it's know. so good. It's just, I mean, Joss Whedon, it's just, you know, his, his, his the, when he touches a script, man, it's like gold. Yeah. So. Well, not to go off on that, that you know, now that he's not going to be doing the big movies, uh, come on back to TV, Joss. Yeah, you we'll, never know. Yeah. I think he could pretty much write his own ticket at this point, don't you think? Yeah. If you come, we will watch it. Yeah, no uh, doubt. All right. So we learned that- Dollhouse reboot, <sighs> maybe? Yeah. You know? That'd be awesome. You know, I brought Dollhouse up in uh, in class the last couple of days that- uh, uh, was kind of interesting to see their reactions to what they think it is. I haven't told them the truth yet exactly what it is, but all right. Well, anyway, we learned that the lieutenant is suffering from battle fatigue, cowering in the corner. The young soldier isn't ready to desert, but he points out that this rock ain't worth dying over. And then Mal takes charge, prepares to move the men. You know, he says, uh, Zoe, you heard the lieutenant give the order to move on. Oh, yes, I did. And then, you know, the young uh, soldier reassures Mal he's not going to rat him out regarding the lie, but that's not it. And again, we keep pointing out the kind of man Malcolm Reynolds is. He's not worried about that. He's worried about the lieutenant having the fact that he froze in battle going on his record. 
Right. Wow. Yeah. That he's always, you know, even even in his older years, he's always looking out for for others. Yep. All right. So yeah. you know, so we get the backstory, and we're back in the present now. Zoe and Malcolm acknowledge that this is definitely Tracy, and this, of course, the young soldier, and they're kind of forced to take the coffin and body on board Serenity. Of course, Jane says he doesn't see the prophet in it, which, on the other hand, you can see Jane's point for once. Yeah, yeah, no no doubt. Um, but, you know, it's funny, like, the, the guy, uh, I can't remember his name, like, the, the, the guy who ran the um, the mail, the postal yeah, office. Yeah, sure. At first, I'm like, God, I think this guy is totally familiar. I think I've seen him before. And then I think his voice like really sounds like Brian Markinson's voice. I think was what uh what got oh. me. So I know obviously it's not Markinson right. but like his voice kind of sounded like okay. it. So I just want to throw All that right. out there. Now did you notice when Shepherd Book tries to lend a hand with the coffin? Yeah. Right? Yep. And Zoe tells him that Deny. Yeah, we got it. And yep. yeah, I I don't know, ironic that this comes on the heels of war stories but no, I, th- I think it's totally in line with what we. I was just thinking, like, I mean, how can you not think of war stories when you yeah. see that, right? Um, like what, like Wash says, you know, the uh, the war buddy thing is is tough to crack. No, does Wash say that? Uh, I'm not sure. No, I think I think one of the baddies okay. says that. Um, I don't know. Someone says, right, but <laughs> basically saying that you know it's tough to get in between people who have the the relationship of having experienced war okay. together. But poor Simon, who wasn't around for this discovery, comes in and swings and misses at strike two when he says, yeah. uh, did I miss something fun? Sometimes you just got to keep oh, your mouth my goodness. shut, Simon, yeah. just every now yep. and then. Uh, River reminds him, you're such a boo. <laughs> yeah, even River yeah. looks down at him with disdain. Yep. <laughs> you know? uh, so on board Serenity, Jane and... And, you know, again, even though everybody discounts what he says, mentions that the body could be carrying plague, which prompts Simon to offer to do an autopsy. Cut him up, Callie asks. Not just yet, Dr. Mao says. Robot. Callie mutters towards yeah. Simon. Yeah. <laughs> Not- you can't, like, like she's, just, she's just pissed. Are you, I mean, you're married. Yeah. You know what happens when it gets I like know. that. Like, you can't say it no matter what you yeah. say. She's going to take it the wrong way. It's going to get thrown back in your face, yep. right? Just keep your mouth shut and move on. Just keep your mouth shut. Exactly. That's that's. Uh, of course, he's not married, so he doesn't know that lesson yet. But you know, he. I think he's learning it. I'm sure there's fan fiction out there in which he is married. So, <laughs> right. Uh, do you ever get into any? Well, there's there is that that scene in in. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. funny. I've really never gotten into fan fiction in any with any show with any movie. Um, no. And I, and I guess it's just that there's so much out there that I haven't seen yet. So whether it's another show, another, uh, and as much as I love some of the characters in some of these worlds, uh, but anyway, I digress. I know that yeah. comes as well, a shock. I mean, I, I I don't mean to criticize the people who write fan fiction, but I mean, there's like people who get paid to write fiction that it's really bad. Ergo. Yeah. Okay. Keep your mouth <laughs> shut now. <laughs> right. All right. So anyway, the crew's standing by and Zoe finds a small recording device in one of Tracy's hands. And once they turn it on, we find that Tracy trusts only Mal and Zoe to see that his body gets home to St. Albans for burial at the family plot. And at, 
St. Albans. I said St. Bernard's. That's what I couldn't remember. Okay. And as they listen, that's where Al Gore. This went. is the first time Jane removes his new knit hat as they're listening to that tape. And you know, there've been a number of poignant scenes in Firefly that we've talked about. And, and to think that one of the most moving doesn't even involve a crew member, I, I think, speaks to the power of the world Joss Whedon and Tim Minear have created here. And, and how quickly everyone agrees, like. Yeah, no doubt. We're, we're taking the same yeah. albums. Yeah. You know, like everyone, like no one says no. Um, they listen to that, and it's a very solemn moment as they're listening to the the recorded message, and um, just a really quite a beautiful Well, yeah, and, and in fact, when Wash walks away fairly abruptly, I think, like the audience, I think Malcolm even thinks that, okay, what's he mad about? But no, he's just, you know, look, we can make it there in two days. I'm, you know, I'm just going to make preparations to get going. Yeah, there's not even a discussion about it, right? right. And, and, you know, perhaps Mal thinks that, you know, that, that Wash is mad because, again, another war story. Right? But, all right, well, back at the post office, the allied officer and his men are inquiring about the body that was delivered there. The postal agent at first is playing dumb because, as he even points out to Mal, you can't go mailing bodies, dead or otherwise. Sure. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's legal uh, now. No, I mean, certainly wouldn't be. Yeah, in the future. I'm pretty sure. Right. Uh, and after numerous threats, he tells them that Malcolm Reynolds picked it up, took it off in a firefly. Not clear if the officer knows about Malcolm Reynolds. You know, he says because he, he does. It's not like he goes, ah, Malcolm Reynolds. All right. But, you know, at least he's got a name now and he's got a type of ship to look for. So. Right. Well, he doesn't really hold up very well. Under question. Oh no, yeah. no, no. Well, you know, you get doused with uh, lighter fluid and a, and a lit matches. Uh, yeah, but you know, grill a pair, man. They're not going to light you on fire. Like you're their only link. I guess they're going to definitely torch you before they light you on fire. Yeah, I guess. Right. So, yeah. Right, now, now the next scene, you know, Kaylee's in her bunk, which I guess it looks like it's either in the engine room or on the periphery. But you know, she's sitting. Well, I don't think it's her bunk, is it? Well, she's in a hammock. Because she has, she has a like. Because she had, we've seen she has. Oh, a room. you're right. So this just must be where she goes while she's working and just you know to get a quick yeah. uh, cat nap or whatever. Wait, she's super pissed off, <laughs> right? But but she's <laughs> listening to the tape uh, of Tracy, yeah. and and, yeah. and it takes me back to the first scene when you know she asks Mal, "Are you offering me a job?" And she says, "I got to go ask my parents." So you know we've talked about you know the naive girl right off the farm, which is apparently what she actually is or was. Yeah. And so you wonder if it's just you know nostalgia listening to that tape, and 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 for all uh, intents and purposes, this could be me telling my parents. Yeah, I don't know. It's really weird because I like I am. Honestly, still not sure why Tracy and his message resonates with her so much. You know, I've seen, this is like the fourth or fifth time I've seen this episode, and even now, watch him. Like, I'm still not exact. I mean, I I kind of get it. Like, she's she feels alone. She feels lost. Uh, she felt a connection with Simon, but Simon's kind of proven to be a bit of a cad, and so she's just at a, a vulnerable place. Yeah, I, think, I mean, does she feel? Know? Like she's fallen in with the wrong people in the same way that Tracy said he did. I don't know. If she's feeling that so much. She's just feeling like a little yeah. lonely. Like everyone, everyone has somebody. Well, you said vulnerable, and that I think that's a pretty accurate word. Yeah. Um, and now Simon approaches, and we're wondering if he's come to try to make amends. 
which obviously he'd, he'd fail at, I'm sure. Sure. But but this time, at least, he knows enough to just back away, right? Right, right. now, another interesting scene, Jane and Book are talking about different individuals' reaction to death. You know, Book mentions saying a few words over the body, though, uh, he thinks his reaction to death, which is to engage in activities, may sound weird to Book. That's Jane, that is. But Book, rightly so, says, you know, it's normal to cope with death, to do something that makes you feel alive and, and makes perfect sense. Right. And in fact, Jane <laughs> is smart enough to get that 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 idea. Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 you know, I mean, again, Jane is, like we said, simple soul. And he just has this, you know, has this primal understanding that, when things upset me, if I do something physical, then it helps. Well, well, okay. Whereas for book, like he feels the opposite. Like I need to do something spiritual. Right. Right. But then, but it's the same. Yeah, but then Jane even says to him, "My kind of life don't last long, preacher. Are right. you going to say some words over my body? That you know that whole spirituality that that you know. I mean, it permeates Firefly from time to time, but it really hasn't been a focal point. And, and you know, we've talked about you know Mal's lapse of religion, you know, if you will. But uh, it was interesting to see Jane, you know, put some thought into it. Yeah, which could be about the deepest thing that Jane said, I right. think. But Joss Whedon never lets us get too heavy for too long because the next thing you know, River's lying face down on top of the coffin. Very comfortable. <laughs> yeah, that was just weird. It was just weird. <laughs> and, you know, it's almost like I don't, I don't think Shepard knows what to say, how to react. And Well, yeah, obviously, you just look at like... Um... <laughs> all right all right yeah. now this next scene you know with with mal zoe and anara really drunk and, and and again this this is about as relaxed uh out of control is probably a little bit of uh, hyperbole but inara is really in a good mood let's just say it that way she's feeling no pain it appears you know and, and they're telling they're telling yeah. stories about tracy uh, and how he shaved off the colonel's prized mustache, and and she looks like she's really into it, you know, Inara. That yeah, is, well, it's 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 like they're they're hanging out, drinking, sh- shooting yeah. the shit, telling stories, you know, and it's you know as intense as a lot of times that their lives are. It's a nice yeah. Scene, and right? now, why didn't Zoe excuse herself, leave the two of them alone? And, you know, who knows what would have happened? Yeah, a little brown chicken, brown yeah, cow. Maybe. Yeah, but uh, no, nah, thanks, Zoe. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and to be honest, you know, there, there's one. And again, look, I, I've gone on record many times of this podcasting duo. I am clearly the shipper. Okay. Yeah. And, and I, I'm look, okay, could she look at Mal like she loves him anymore? No, I don't think she could. All right. Anyway. Suddenly, there's an explosion. They would just do something that they would. Yeah, well, you're right. Okay. But we find out that a shot has been fired over the bow, although at first we think that maybe they've actually taken a direct hit. Warning shot from the Allied vessel, those guys that were down at the post office, tells them they're in possession of stolen property. And, of course, they assume that Saffron turned them in about the Lassiter. And I'm thinking, like, are we going to get to see Saffron again? Yeah, there's always the hope, right? Not yet. I just I just thought that they might have like shoot uh, have a shot with Womack saying, "I said it across her nose, not up it." <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Space balls, yeah, right? Uh, oh, yeah. good. 
That's one yeah. I haven't seen in a while. And ordinarily, I don't really care for those kind of movies, but uh, that was pretty good. No, no, no. That was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, my, my kids love yeah. that movie. Uh, uh, no question. All right. Anyway, well, now Malcolm is, he's really in his milieu, which is to uh, bob and weave deceit and and uh you know hide from the authorities uh so now they figure all right there's got to be something that we're missing they tear apart the coffin search the body figuring there's got to be something that's hidden and kaylee mentions that it's not right what they're doing desecrating the body and then of course mal well doctor i guess you are doing an autopsy simon mal zoe and jane observe the autopsy as jane posits gold (laughs) when when when, right. when Simon notices again, simple soul, it, right? For Jane, it's like it's just very the like, the world breaks down the very simple. Right. Thing. Well, Simon so, notices. Oh, obviously, he's got gold well, on. Right. It, right. And you know, he he notices that his he's been open before. Very good work. Hardly a scar. And then he makes the first incision. Tracy screams, jumps off the table, goes after Simon. Spry for a dead fella. Yeah, he's a might spry for a dead guy. Quickly learn that Tracy took some sort of a drug that would make him appear dead. And, you know, we've seen this many times in in sci-fi. And And so Mal wants to know, you want to explain why you got yourself all corpsified and mailed to me? Yep. Would you love that corpsified as a word? Oh, no question. (laughs) You know what? There's got to be a Firefly dictionary out there somewhere, Uh, all these kind of words. I'm sure someone out there must have done it. Yeah. I'm sure online somewhere. But what we find out that obviously he's running from something, which Mal figures out right away. Uh, and it appears that he's got an artificial heart along with other artificial organs. And I guess now to say artificial, it, it sounds as if they were grown. So uh, yeah. but I'm not. They're, they're manufactured. Yeah, but are they like living tissue as opposed to like, you know, artificial hearts, you know, in the 21st century right. are, are not right. made yeah. out of tissue. I don't think. No, well, like, I don't know. I, I, you know, I'm picturing what I remember from when I was a kid. Like, the let's call your one. sister the doctor; she'll know. Right? Yeah, hopefully she'll know. I don't know. But I, you know, I got a feeling that that they were like manufactured. But yeah, so I don't think that they're from living tissue. Yeah, at but he all. says they're grown somehow. So you know, right? Well, whatever. That's right. 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 They're grown. Right. Um, right. So maybe they are like yeah. living. But I, I right. don't know. Whatever. We don't question it, right. Though, right? You just say it's like, you know, willing suspension. Right. Well, he's trying to explain, okay. and then he sees Kaylee standing in the doorway, and then suddenly we hear the thumping of his heart grow louder. <laughs> like, okay, that's yeah. uh, uh, that's okay. We find out that he makes money transporting these lab-grown human organs. Uh, he reports to a facility, has the organs removed, and then his own, which we assume are, are being shipped in a separate container in ice, placed back in and presumably he does this over and over again yeah now on the one hand that's got to take right now on the one hand he says and and i guess we do believe him that he's doing it to get the money to buy a new place for his parents that that you know they live on this planet somewhere poor conditions they're poor it's cold and 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 it is yeah oh sure it is we see at the end he's right yep I wouldn't want right. to live there. But he double crossed the original buyers and faked his death because he got, you know, a better offer. I think he says three times what the you know, what he was being paid originally. But to buy more time, Mao suggests that they land somewhere and then they'll turn over the cargo. And now 
Wash kicks into high gear with what he's good at, and that is flying the ship into impossible situations. Right, which is very impressive flying. Yep. But you didn't think of Occam's razor, oh. right? Like the other, the other ship just flies out of the, the trench yep. and just flies above them. Yep. <laughs> uh, now, as they descend, we see Tracy is in Kaylee's bunk riding it out, and it's obvious she's smitten. Or is it just simply yeah. a reaction to, you know, she just got dumped, you know, to a certain extent. I mean, obviously she did the dumping, but, you know, she's just been humiliated by Simon and, you know, here's a cute guy. Yeah, I said smitten in my notes nice. too. All right. Now, Book mentions that there's a Fed station really close by and notices that the ship has not communicated since they broke Atmo, implying... I'm thinking at first that they're really not federal agents, although it you know it turns out they are. But well, either they aren't, or they are, and they're like you know really really out of their right. Jurisdiction. Well, well, to me, and I've gotten my notes: shades of Star Wars, and no Wayne. I don't know which one, <laughs> you know. But but it seems as if I've seen this kind of story in Star Wars. The the first you mean what he's like. Okay, well, you ahead. know, just the whole uh, pretending to be somebody you're not. So, so Wash takes him into well, really, really the whole flying into these tight sequences. Um, you know, sure. I, I, I guess Luke in one of those little whatever they are. Well, and, and I, the scene where um, you know Mal is kind of like, oh, well, let me go check and see. Well, well you know, uh, totally reminds me of the the scene in Star Wars where Han Solo when they're. Um, trying to break princess leia out of the death star and he tries to answer the call from like you know they're like who is this he's like oh we're all we're all fine here everything's fine everything's normal how are you <laughs> like that like just trying to bs uh the authorities is just well right matter. and wash says they'd be crazy to follow us and of course they do all right so then we've you know simon finds river counting thousand one thousand two and tells him she's counting between lightning and thunders to see if the storm's coming or going. And and I I, I don't know what the hell she's talking about. Yeah. At, at this point, I mean, I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, yeah. Well, I just just kind of reflecting the bombs getting dropped on. I'm, I'm yeah not sure. yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, the situation know. grows increasingly worse. Book suggests they give up. And let them board. It says it's the only option. And reluctantly, Mal agrees and tells Wash to call the cops. But Tracy hears that. Here's what they're planning. And the next thing you know, he's holding a gun on them. At which point, why don't they just say, hey, Tracy, chill. Like, relax. We're not going to give you up. Yeah. Right? Like, here's the plan. That would be a good time to reveal the plan. Yeah, of right? course. Yeah, but they don't. And like people get right. shot. And then... It hits Mal that Tracy's simply using them to get away from a mess that he created, and he is not happy. Mal continues to insist that Wash make contact, and, you know, we've got this almost Mexican standoff sort of thing. Tracy shoots Wash, just grazes him, which now adds Wash to the list, I think, of who's been shot and who hasn't. Oh, that's right. Wash got, Wash got shot. Right, so now only Inara, Simon, and River haven't been shot. Tracy shoots Wash, just grazes him, and then you hear Jane cock his rifle, which I guess gets the attention of Tracy. And then the next thing you know, Zoe shoots him in the chest. Yep. And 
doesn't kill him. I don't know if it doesn't kill him because he's got these super artificial heart. Yeah. yeah. So Mal now comes face to face with Tracy, who's still holding Kaylee. And, and, and then it's like, you know why I picked you and Zoe? Because you're saps. Yeah. And, you know, Serenity gets boarded. Uh, the two crews are at a standoff. And then. Which is funny because I was wondering why they showed. Because, yeah, I'm, I'm watching it like on Netflix, uh, actually. And so they have the whole previously on Firefly before it. And um, and they showed like everything from the uh, the last episode with with Saffron, right. and uh, and they, they showed the scene where she called him Saps. I'm like, why did they? Because I've seen this episode. I'm like, why did they show all that? Because you didn't need to know any of that stuff, really, except for the Lassiter uh, to understand this episode. But now I get it because when he calls him Saps, that's just like he's echoing Saffron's yeah, words. Yeah, right? absolutely. Um, and, and it's just you know that whole trusting nature of Malcolm Reynolds and, and and it's not to say that he's a fool because he's not you know he he's just a trusting individual who wants to help you know and and, and clearly that's why he was a good a good sergeant right? probably a great sergeant and would have made a great officer but he probably didn't want to be an officer no well, yeah cuz you you're not with the men yep. then right yep so uh uh so serenity gets boarded and uh, again i thought it was really cool who steps forward shepherd book right not you know no fear explains what's really going on and and you know okay so they really are feds but they're running this little operation off books they realize they've been had they don't have the advantage anymore ah he's damaged goods okay and they leave and not they didn't make any threats fortunately because uh they would have fallen on deaf ears i'm sure but right. then we've got the again just the the most touching scene, just emotional scene, and and again it seems like we're saying this every episode. Tracy's dying, admits everything he did, apologizes to Kaylee, and then mentions the message meant to play Mal and Zoe, and now he asks them if they'll get him home, which they both agree to do. And then, like you mentioned early in, in the podcast, this is then we hear the entire saying about you know you you know when you, when you can't run you crawl and then when you can't crawl and then he finished you know it gets finished yeah you find some yep. and i'm telling you I, you know again i think no matter how many times you watch this uh, if you're not welling up a little bit yeah no it's uh, this is this is a this is a tough yep. scene it strikes me it's just is there a more compassionate man than malcolm reynolds you know i'd say no yeah no, yeah. So, not not in the weed inverse. No. no. And final scene, we see Mal and Zoe carry the coffin off Serenity to his family's place, which looks you know very remote, very poor, as we said. Yeah. And yeah. Snowing. Kaylee hands the recorder to the family, and then you know we see her take Simon's hand as she forgives him. As yeah, about time. And Simon didn't even do anything. Yeah, right. Well, I think. But he didn't had really done anything well, before. Think, like she was mad at him for like basically no well, reason. Yeah, I think. She's not I think we disagree a little no bit reason. on that, but uh, but she forgives him because I think again, you know, it, it goes back to what Jane said to Book that you know, guys in my profession, I, I'm just paraphrasing, we don't live that long, and and I, and I think she realizes. She's a member of this crew, and while she doesn't do the fighting, she's going to do the dying. You know, if it comes yeah, to that, get, and, and she's come awfully close to mortality. Yeah, she already, has, right? of course. She, she so, might have been the first one shot, right? Uh, I believe she was. Yeah, 
we hear Tracy's voice restate that old saying. And, you know, Kaylee, she's nothing if not resilient. And, and I think it just really strikes her that, you know, life is short. And this is a guy that likes me. And, okay, he's a, a boo, as his sister says, but he's my boo. So, right. Do you say boo or a boo? Well, she, well, River says boo, I right? Thought River called him a, I thought she called him a boo. Oh, okay. She might have just said a boo. Um, I didn't have the, you know, the closed captioning with DVDs. It's so much more intrusive than closed captioning on, you know, just regular TV. Right. So I generally never turn it on on a DVD. Yeah. Well, when when they're Americans, why would well, you? Yeah. Right? Well, it's so you know, like all those British accents get in there. You have to turn. Well, it. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it, it just seems like when I'm taking notes for a podcast, I like to have them on if I can. So, oh, yeah, really? I know. Well, then I go oh, back and no but then I go back and oh. watch it without, you know, because I've got my notes. And so now I'm just watching it. So I don't know. You know, it's funny. I go, I've done it both ways. I'll watch it and just watch it. And then I'll go back, do the rewatch and take the notes. But I don't know. I, I like doing the notes first because then I feel like I've got it done. And now I can really, you know, just, just sit back. So right. a- anyway, right, yeah. yeah. So uh, anything else? No, that was, I'd call that a comprehensive discussion there, Dave. I don't know. You know, I, I don't want to say the most powerful, but just that, you know, that saying is just so powerful, you know, and again, because so much of this cruise experience is just that fine line between life and death, and they just are teetering on the edge constantly. Yep. Yep. And I think coming like really, for some reason, I mean, cause they've had loads of brushes with mortality. So, I mean, that's obviously nothing new, but this has really, really affected all of them like even jane is like super affected by this yeah you know maybe even more than anybody in in the crew at this point so yeah all right well i guess that'll do it for this one uh want to thank you guys for joining us tonight we'd love to hear from you about firefly which only two episodes and the movie left dark angel which we'll be getting to pretty soon or anything else you think we should be watching as the summer season comes to an end and we get ready for the fall. And maybe next time I'll, I'll run all the fall premiere dates at, at the listeners. Uh, okay. I'd like to encourage you to join the Facebook group. And if you're already a member, spread the word. Emails to Sci-Fi TV. Spread the yeah, love. Spread the loves. Emails to Sci-Fi TV Rewatch at gmail.com. Voicemails via SpeakPipe, which you can access through the website. And we'll be back next week with Firefly episode 13, titled Heart of Gold. But which is kind of ironic given the episode we just watched. With the, you know. Right, right, yep. exactly. But until then. Well, you know, I, this week, you know, we're back to school and everything. I had like a really, really good conversation with my students. The kid comes up to me, he had a good question. He said, do you think I'm stupid? I looked him straight and I said, in every way possible.